This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Got another special guest, professional basketball player, Anthony Ireland. Anthony, what's going on? Hey, hey everybody. Thanks, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, just, I, I'm currently out in Russia right now. I believe I'm six hours ahead of you, so it's it's kind of it's kind of late. It's kind of late over here, yeah. but um, everything everything is good, man. Just in the middle of my season, just continuing continuing to grind. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Let's just start with you growing up in Waterbury. So, what was that? What was that like? Um, I mean, it was it was very a unique situation. Um, you know, it's it's an inner city. You know, probably like a population of north of seven hundred fifty thousand. You know, a lot lot of high schools. So so I mean, you know, the, the environment was just packed with basketball. Um, so I you know I picked up I picked up a basketball at a young age. Uh, my father my father played basketball. We actually played for the same high school team and same high school coach. So uh, you know, growing up in Waterbury was great. You know, like I said, there was a lot of competition. Um, it was you know, it's pretty much a sports town. Basketball, basketball and football. You know, and it, and it was small enough to know who your who your you know competition was in that grade or the next grade ahead of you. So um, you know, it taught me taught me a lot of lessons that uh, that I applied in my life today. And you know, it always I like to say you know, Waterbury is a blue collar city, and, and it gave me that that uh, same you know just grinded out mindset. So yeah, you picked up basketball. I'm assuming you picked it up. Because your father, like you just said, and uh, did you play any other sports growing up? Yeah, I mean, growing up, I played baseball. Uh, I played football. Um, I actually, I actually, um, a part of my childhood, I uh, was spent down in Arkansas, Jonesboro, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my stepfather, he was, uh, he was him and his family, and, and uh, he was in the Navy, so he was stationed down there. So I, I lived down there for about two or three years, which you know, I really got into uh, football and. Um, so then, but but by the time I, I went, I was in, I was going into fifth grade. Uh, my mom, you know, and, and the family we moved back to Connecticut, and then it was it was just basketball from there on out. Gotcha. So, uh, what was that like uh, living in Arkansas for how many years? How many years was that? Probably about three years. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was it was it was cool, man. I mean, it was it wasn't wasn't much to do. It was a very small town, but ba- I mean, basketball wasn't wasn't big, but big down there it was mainly like like cheerleading there you know there was a lot of like boy cheerleaders you know flip flip into a backflip and all this stuff but down there my main focus was pretty much football but i mean it was a cool experience um yeah, for sure. the, the worst part about it was you know i you know i had to you know the family and i had to drive down there and come back so that wasn't a pleasant drive at all so that's kind of the main memory that sticks out of my head yeah for sure so then you move back up to connecticut you start high school and then when was it like, when did you know you were like elite, I would say? Um, I mean, I knew I could be good probably like after my, after my sophomore year in high school. Um, you know, I like it, you know, I, I made the varsity team as a freshman and I played varsity as a sophomore, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I kind of was just, you know, just a, a normal, a normal, a normal high school kid didn't really stand out. And then, you know, I just, you know, I kind of just dedicated myself one summer and, you know, I just, you know, I played, played AAU ball. I was constantly in the gym, you know. I can remember times where, you know, I don't know why I did this, but, like, there were certain times where friends were going to the mall, friends were going to, you know, football games, and I would just find myself in the gym, you know, by myself or, or with my little brother, actually. Yeah. Um, and then, I you know, and then I, that's that following year came, my junior year, and then I put up some good numbers, and, I was, you know, we went to the state championship, um, 
and, and we won it. So then I was like, man, I, you know, I can, I can be good at this. You know, I'm a high school coach, you know, my family, you know, I started getting recruited a little bit, D2, D3 looks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, and then from there on out, I seen that the work, the work, the work that I put in, it, um, it manifested. So then that following year is, is when I really took off. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's a reoccurring theme with pro athletes of their hard work ethic. So being from Connecticut, how did you end up at uh, Loyola Marymount, which is in California? Yeah, I mean, so so after my, my senior year at Crosby, you know, I had like local offers like Sigurd University, Central, um, Quinnipiac, um, had some like UMass, Fordham University looks. And then so I, uh, my prep school, I mean, my, my AAU um, team that I played for, they uh, they got me in touch with this prep school, mm-hmm. and then so so I did a year of prep, and then that year of prep, you know, you're, I, I was obviously able to have, play another year of AAU. Um, so that AAU season, I uh, did really well, played a you know high level schedule, traveled to all the big tournaments, and then I played in like the Nepsack League at, at the Winchester School, which is a pretty prestigious basketball um, league, and in the New England area. Um, so, you know, I did really well. And then, you know, the LMU came in, came into the picture. I had bigger offers like Rutgers, St. John's, University of Miami. Um, but, uh, LMU, LMU offered me first, uh, mm-hmm. back in, back, you know, like early, early prep school season. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I verbally committed to them. And then, you know, towards the end of the season, like I said, all those, all those bigger schools came, you know, so I kind of just, you know, wanted to stick with what I knew. Um, the the coaches, you know, really showed. You know, they really showed how how loyal they were to me. They would come down and see my games all the way from California. Um, and then, uh, you know, LMU was was the only visit that my uh, that my mom came with me on. Uh, so, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a Connecticut kid, East Coast kid, flying flying four hours all the way out to LA. You know, I land in LAX, which yeah. is like a, fam- a famous you know airport. Um, and immediately, you know, the good weather hits you, um, and then you see palm trees, you see the beach, you know, I'm driving down, you know, I, I'm on my visit, so they're showing me all the nice places, Rodeo Drive, Hollywood Boulevard, um, Venice Beach, Santa Monica, so I'm like, man, I've never seen anything like this in my life, so after that, it was kind of, um, like I said, my mom came with me, so they, you know, they, they put us in a nice hotel, they made us feel very comfortable, and, um, so I knew at, at the end of the day, at at the end of the visit, um, you know, my mind my mind was kind of made up, and my mom she agreed with me as well. So once she gave me the okay, it was kind of all right. That's where I'll be. Yeah, for sure. You just, you just sold me on Cali right there too. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, I go back every summer. It's, <laughs> there's no place like it, man. Just the, the vibe, the atmosphere. You know, just you know, people are, you know, free thinkers out there and, um, it's just, it doesn't even feel like it's part of the U S it's very, very liberal and just a very different, different area to be in. How about like going there? Did people know like right off the bat, like the way you talk and stuff, you were from like the East coast? Um, to be honest, man, like they didn't, I mean, I mean, they knew obviously from what, from my slang and, um, you know, the way I dressed, but, um, People don't even know where Connecticut is, you know. Like, I would, I would, you know, like, you know, when I, you know, freshman introduction, I'd just be like, you know, I'm from Connecticut, and then, you know, I'd always have to say it's it's the city next, to, it's a state next to New York, yeah. and then they'd be like, okay, okay, I just know what you're talking about then, but you know, people don't know about Connecticut at all, man. 
Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, it other, makes sense. other than obviously, other than you know, UConn women's basketball and, and UConn, yeah. you know. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> That's funny. So th- you started right away at uh, LMU? No, so um, you know, I had a I had a junior that was ahead of me and, and a senior guard mm-hmm. that was ahead of me. So, so I didn't start. I didn't start right away. I started probably. I started like the last 12, 13 games. Um, the, the senior he ended up getting getting released from the team, but um, so so I finished. I finished out my freshman year pr- pretty pretty well, and then ever since I got the starting job, I, you know, I just continued to run with it. Gotcha. And you, so you kept, you kept that starting job, and you got you got a couple of records there, right? Yeah, I got a lot of records. Um, I know I, you know, I don't know specifically, but I got like two thousand points, five hundred assists, five hundred rebounds, two hundred steals. Um, I'm like third all time on points. Um, right, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I passed Bo Kimball, but I didn't pass Hank Gathers. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, the, the late Hank Gathers. He's a, he's a legend up there. You know, the the gym is called um, Hank's House. Um, so you know, they have a thirty thirty on on him. So. Um, but uh, he had, he it was it was very hard to pass his record. He averaged I think it was like twenty seven and like seventeen for like two straight years. Yeah. So it was it was gonna be tough to break that record. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you just you just got in the Hall of Fame there, right? Yeah, so I just got inducted into the Hall of Fame um, this past summer, and um, the um, the ceremony is is actually in February, which uh, which I, I won't be able to. To make you know, still being during, uh, still being season. Oh, that sucks. But, um, I, yeah, no, I know it's unfortunate. But I spoke to the AD and um, the president, and then they, you know, they said they'll they'll have a, a separate ceremony for me whenever the time is convenient. So that's that's something to look forward to still. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, so you finish up your career there, and then I know you, you tried out for the NBA. So. And you tried out, I believe, for the Lakers. So what what was that whole experience like? Yeah, so uh, I finished up my year. I finished up at LMU um, pretty well, and then I got you know I did I did you know I did a bunch of workouts: uh, Clippers, Lakers, Dallas, Houston, um, Portland. So I had so I you know after after that that my, my senior season, you signed with an agent. You know I had a had a mm-hmm. bunch of uh, workouts set up for me, and then. I probably worked out for the Lakers probably three times, and so I was I was on their uh, summer league team. I uh, did I did summer league with them for about like about a month, and then they uh, they wanted me to they wanted to sign me for for their D league team, um, and then you know but, you know my agent was still you know he had very very good connections overseas, and you know because of my resume what I did in what I did in college I was very valuable as a rookie. So, so I so I had a deal in Pro A France, which is, which is a very prestigious league, uh, probably like the top four leagues out, out here in, in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it was either you know, and then it came down to just you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to business. You know, yeah. like you can't really can't really get your feelings and emotions involved. Obviously, the NBA was a dream, but it was you know, it was it was like before either either I go to the D League and with with uh, hopes of getting the call up, yeah. um, but I'll be making. I'll be making probably twenty two thousand um, before taxes, or take a six figure deal in in mm. France. So, um, so it was kind of you know, it was kind of no brainer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
and then so I made that decision and, and I played my first year in pro France. Yeah, I mean, I think one good thing, I think the D League slash you know G League now, uh, I think it's getting getting better. And I've seen like even like I know probably back then it wasn't even the same because I know the past few years like a lot of people have been getting called up, not like like used to right. not really get called up. And now, uh, and I saw that they're about to start offering like livable wages eventually, like I think in like 2020 or something. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was, that was, you know, that was the main reason why it was yeah. just it was like, no, I can't, I can't do that, man. I put in too much work to, uh, to this craft to, yeah. to settle for, you know, $20,000. Yeah. It was definitely a high risk, low reward. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, uh, I know you played in you played in several several countries so far. So what, what's like what's like the overseas experience been like, and like what's been your favorite country so far? Uh, I mean, the overseas experience is, is definitely uh, uh, tough, man. It's yeah. it's I mean, you know I want to start off by saying it's not for everybody. You know, a lot of people you know say yeah I want to play overseas. I'm trying to get overseas, but you know you have to have a, a, a very tough mindset to just to survive. You know. It's, not not only the basketball, but like you know, just the business aspect, and you know, being alone and away from home, and in a foreign country where different cultures, you know, people move different, no. um, they act different towards Americans. Um, so you know, it's definitely a culture shock every country I've been to. But um, you know, I like you know, for me, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a I ha- I have an introverted personality, so it kind it kind of works out for me. You know, I enjoy the downtime. I enjoy my you know being by myself a lot um you know i'm I'm fortunate enough to have to have you know i've I've been able to fly some of my family members out here and have them come stay with me um but um yeah i I, like i said i played in france my first year um and then my second year i went to i went to poland I, i was there for about for two years and then last season i played in lithuania and then this season i'm i'm currently in russia um right you know in and you know, it's a um, every every year I've, I've you know I've kind of le- I kind of leveled up for lack of a better term. Yeah. So um, you know, and that's kind of like the goal is you know not only to to get more money but just pay play for a higher play for a higher level team, a higher level coach, um, and a higher level league. So you know that's that's what I've been doing. Um, Russia, the VTB league is you know the the, the best league outside of um, outside of the NBA. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, like the, I'm matched up against, you know, great guards, um, you know, teams, teams with big, but big budgets, teams that are very recognized and known across the world. So, um, you know, going into, I'm in my fifth season now, so I'm right, I'm right where I want to be and, and right on track to, you know, reach, reach my, reach my goals. Yeah, for sure. And, the, and those that don't know, you guys only could sign one year contracts, correct? Um, no, I mean, so, I mean, some guys sign, sign, sign two-year deals, okay. um, but nothing more, nothing, never more than two years. Yeah. Um, or, or it could be like a one plus one. Yeah, yeah. Um, team, team option, player option. But for me, I've only signed one-year deals. Um, just yeah, it's just you know, it's. I mean, it it, it could be a bad. You could look at it in a bad way or yeah. a good way. You know, I always, I'm the. You know, I have the mindset where you you bet on yourself. So it's yeah, yeah. just like okay, I'm gonna come here for a year and prove that I can dominate this league and then I'll get a better contract next year, you know? 
for sure. So how do, how do you deal with that pressure knowing that? Uh, I mean, it was it was definitely tough, man. Especially my rookie year. It was yeah. in France. You know, it was um, I because I didn't understand the business aspect of things. I didn't know, you know, guys could get cut. Guys could, you know, if you don't play good one game, you're out of there, and they can send you home without pay. And so I didn't I didn't really understand. But now, but now I'm in a situation where it's just you know it's normal. You know, so. Yeah. You know, and you know, I, I I trusted my game. I put so much so much into it. So um, so you know, I come into the seasons very prepared. You know, just because the the work I put in in the summertime. So um, so I don't I don't even think about it think about it anymore. But um, I had a few instances my rookie year where it was just like, you know, okay, I I could be potentially sent home, or you know, they they don't like how I played the last two games. Um, yeah. So you know, they, they may cut me, but um. But now, but now, there's, there's no pressure now. It's just, you know, it just comes with it, you know, like, if you, especially if you're an American, you know, they look at you to, to come and produce, you yeah. know, and and that means, for the most part, put the ball in the hoop, so, and, you know, that's 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 been a part of my game my whole life, so that's that's never been a problem, but, um, you know, it does, at, you know, at times it can be, you know, because it's, it's just tough, man, it's yeah. just tough, you know, you see, you see teammates go through it, um, you know, yourself may go through it with a, a coach that may not like you. You know, I've had coaches, you know, just not like my game where yeah. the president or the GM may have brought me in, and but the coach necessarily doesn't like my game, so I'm not playing the, the minutes I should or I'm not playing the role I should be playing. So um, it's all it's all just about, like, it's a, it's a situational thing out here. And every, like, you can, you can dominate for, for a season mm-hmm. and then next year, and then next year play eight minutes a game you know what i mean yeah. so so it's i mean it's very up and up and down you know lifestyle but uh but you know i, I embrace it and yeah you know, just like i said i know how much work i put in so it's it's uh it's it's easy for me for sure what what's the biggest difference between like the american style basketball and like european style basketball um well i mean it's i mean well the way i can compare it compare it is like it's like watching the, like this like this like it's like watching the Spurs play yeah. versus watching like OKC or you know Golden State Warriors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like obviously Spurs is you know I think Popovich has that that rule where like you either you you have the ball two seconds you either, you have two seconds to pass it shoot it or or make or drive basically make a decision in two seconds. You know you can't play with the ball. So that, that's how it is here. Um, it's very. Um, methodical, uh, which can be a, a plus, uh, positive or a negative, but um, you know they're, you know, and obviously the NBA is more one-on-one, two-man game, pick and roll, mm-hmm. um, or ISO situations. Um, but it's it's just all about like, um, you know, the way we're brought up. You know, Americans, you know, we're we're clearly more athletic and um, can run faster, jump higher, yeah. um, and, and the thing, the things that those are the things that Europeans lack. Um, obviously the ones, the, the Europeans that don't lack that, they're in the league. Yeah. But, um, so, so they're, they're brought up differently and, you know, it's more like a school system where you learn, you learn, you're learning the flex offense at 10, 11 years old. You're learning, um, backdoor cuts at eight, nine years old, you know? So like you're, 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 the Europeans IQ is m- much higher than, you know, a, an American high school kid's IQ, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um. Like I said, there's there's pluses and minuses, but um, but but yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty much the difference. Got it, got it. 
and let's jump into some of your uh, community work with your uh, AI three leadership academy. So tell me, tell me a little about that. About that. Yeah. So it's um, it's a, it's an organization um, based in based in Waterbury, Connecticut. We've been my partner Julio Vasquez and I been running since uh, 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, we um, this will be our fifth annual um, camp coming up this summer. Um, very proud to say is we're going into our fifth year, yeah. but um. It's uh, like it's you know community based, and you know we do we do camps for you know nine nine to fourteen year olds every summer. Um, you know this summer was was a record a record high of participants. We had about one hundred I think one hundred forty forty two forty three kids something like that. So um, so it was a great turnout, and then um, you know you know we provide them. It's it's a te- it's ten to ten to five p.m. So you know, we give them lunch. We give them you know gear, shorts, jerseys, a yeah. bunch of bunch of t-shirts, a bunch of t-shirts to go home with. Um, it lasts three days. Um, so you know, it's a great atmosphere. We have you know the a DJ there for the games. You know, you know parents and and just you know people want to who are in the area that love basketball just that want to come come be a part of it. You know, they're more than welcome. Um, so you know it's a it's a very good at- atmosphere for the kids, you know. So uh, so so that's what we've been doing for the past five years. Um, you know, last last summer uh, we did we we also did um, an, an elite camp. So uh, it was AI three elite camp, and it was mm-hmm. the top twenty five players from the previous from the original camp. And um, my coach actually, Coach Good from uh, who coached me at LMU, came down. Um, spoke to the kids for about a, an hour, and then you know, kind of put them through like a a, a college style practice. Um, put them through you know various drills that you know they've never never seen um, defensive and offensive drills, and then and then you know we just we do we do uh, some fundraisers. Um, we do we do a lot of stuff for the community. You know you know like I said, this this summer will be our fifth annual, so you know that 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 information will be coming out very soon, and you know. I love my community, so I'm looking forward to, to connecting with everybody and you know putting on a putting on a great summer for Waterbury, you know, just just con- continuing to to provide content and you know connecting with connecting with my community is has always always been like a, a joy of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've been seeing it for a few years now. And I feel like you've been growing every 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 year. Yeah, every every year it's been you know stepping stone and you know kind of like learning from the previous years and yeah. and um. And, and just continuing to grow, you know, obviously it's not, I'm not doing everything by myself, you know, I have former, yeah. you know, collegiate players that are, that are on staff, former pros that are on staff, you know, like, that help me out a lot, you know, like I said, my partner Julio, he, uh, he's the program director, so he pretty much organizes everything, you know, just makes it, makes sure everything runs, it runs smoothly, and, um, you know, without the, without the help of, of him and the guys that, the guys that we hire, mm-hmm. um, there would be, there would be nothing, so, um, but yeah, it's a great time, man. You, you got to come down and, and check us out this summer, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll be there for sure. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool, man. That would definitely be cool. And then I know you and Julio just started your podcast, The Grind. So what what what, what, yeah. should, we, what should we expect with that? Um, yes, yeah, you know the Grind podcast. Um, we we put out two episodes, and, and you know those two episodes are really just you know you know laying down the foundation and putting you know our, our you know establishing our intent. For the, for for the podcast, but um, you know, I'm you know I'm in a position where you know I have you know I have I've met you know pros pro pro athletes and and you know the NBA and overseas, so yeah. so you know like 
you know, I, I want to be able to to share their stories um, with the community, you know, because not a lot, you know, overseas basketball is becoming popular now, but, you know, not, you know, I was growing up, you didn't want to, you didn't know that you can feed your family and make six figures, seven figures playing uh, over here in Europe. So, yeah, you know, I want, I want, I want people to know, you know, that, you know, there's the guys that, that went high major, even guys that went mid major, low major, they're making, you know, pretty good change out here. So, so it's not like NBA or bust mentality. You yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, this, I, I'm actually uh, interviewing one of my teammates, Trey Golden. He went to university of Tennessee. And so I'm going to interview him this weekend and just, you know, share his story and um, but not it won't, it won't it's not only going to be basketball based you know we kind of want to kind of want to interview like you know entrepreneurs um, kind of kind of just people who you know who, who go against the grain and um, you know you know pave pave their way you know I want to I want to interview interview like real real estate moguls you know pe- people in finance um, people you know that deal with real estate people that deal with investing. As you know, the ball stops bouncing, or you know, you can't you can't play forever, and I'm and I'm learning that every year, and yeah. you know, I'm, you know, I'm I'm learning more ways to make my money work for for make my money work for itself, you know. So so whether you know, I've been dabbling in real estate, I've been dabbling in you know stocks, and you know, you know, the trucking industry. So you know, just just sharing those stories and and you know, putting putting light on those situations. So like, you know, it's not only you know because in Waterbury. And many other cities across the world, it's you know it's either you play sports or you rap, kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so you know, I, I kind of want to just show that there are other outlets. You know that you don't have to necessarily have a degree, or you don't have to go to a, a Harvard or a Yale. You know to make to make you know you know because you don't have to go to Yale to go to to make six figures in, in real estate. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or you don't have to go to Harvard to make you know, a bunch of money in, in the stocks, you know, those, those are just something, some, some, you know, trades that you learn, you know, and, um, you know, so that, that uh, the podcast will, will go, go into that as well. And, um, I'm, I'm very excited to, to, you know, cause I have a bunch of ideas and, you know, Julio and I are very excited to just, to just, you know, get this thing going and, and shed, shed, give out all the information we can. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you don't you don't need it. You don't need college anymore in general. I don't think, but uh, like you can make. There's a lot of ways to make money now, even like just making YouTube videos. Yeah, man. I mean that that old, you know that old um, system of just it's broken. You know, you got you got to go to you got to you go to go to school for four years and then get a job and work till you're retired. That system is over with now. Yeah. You know, so with with the internet, you know, what I mean, it's you know you know. We, you know, you cut out the middleman and just, like you said, you put out YouTube videos, you can make money from Instagram accounts, you know, you can, you know, you are like, you, you know what I'm saying, you can become a celebrity, not a celebrity, but you can yeah. become famous or, you know, provide something for the world, you know, yeah. over the internet, you know what I'm saying, with just your mindset. So, you know, and, and it's a, it's a great, I'm, I'm super happy and, and fortunate to live in this day and age, yeah. um, just with, with, with this type of access. Yeah, yeah, for for sure. Like, if social media wasn't around, I mean, I probably wouldn't have like anything that I have right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, same here, man. I mean, I would, I would be able to do the basketball stuff, but not yeah. as it, not on this type of platform. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like, and and just getting back to your point before, just like that probably helped overseas, like look more like successful than like people thought it was. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Saying, yeah, I mean, without a doubt, you know, overseas is growing because of social media, you know, you can, 
you know, there's there's guys, you know, like, um, you know, Norris Cole, um, you know, just hit a game winner last night, but nobody would know if, if there wasn't a, a network or, or you know, social media network that, that, that was able to showcase that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's just super, super dope, man. It's, you know, and then, and then the ideas are, are limitless, you know, like a couple yeah. years ago, I, did, I never would even think of having a podcast, yeah, but now exactly, it's, like, yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of a, a, it's just a no brainer because it's like, all you have to do is talk and you provide content and you change people's ideas and the way they think and their lives. And, and it not only affects them, but it affects generations and their family. And it's just, it's just amazing, man. Yeah, definitely. Are you ready for uh, some fun questions? Yeah, for sure. Sure. Give me what you got. All right. So what's uh, some things people might not know about you? Oh man. Um, I definitely, well, I'm, I'm definitely not a good dancer. I'm a terrible dancer, but, um, I do want to like. I do want to. I do want to learn how to play an instrument, preferably like the piano or the saxophone. Um, I think. I think that'll be dope, and you know, just I feel like it'll, you know, rewire my brain in, in a sense. You know, so I think I think that'll be pretty cool, man. De- definitely something I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. And what about what about? Can you can you give me your top five favorite point, point guards of all time? Point guards, ah, it's tough. Top five, my my all-time favorite player. You know, he's probably positionless. One, one, one. He's either one or two, but Allen Iverson. Um, so so AI at number one. Um, I'd probably go totally different player, but I'd probably go J Kid. Um, I definitely put Steve Nash in there. Um, I put um, ah. I put Isaiah Thomas in there, the old Isaiah Thomas, yeah. and then I put LeBron. I put LeBron in there just because he's a one. He plays the one position, but yeah, he, plays he can play it at the four. You know, he can play yeah. the one, but at the five. You know, yeah, for sure. What about what are uh, three jerseys? Any sports that you have to have? Three jerseys, like yeah. uh, okay, damn, oh, yeah. damn, any sports. Okay, um, shit, Muhammad Ali didn't have a jersey. Um, <laughs> I would like to have Hank, Hank Aaron. No, wait, wait, yeah, Hank Aaron was the one who broke the, the color barrier, right? Uh, Jackie Robinson. <laughs> Jackie Robinson, I'm tripping, I'm tripping. Jackie Robinson, yeah, Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson, I'd go with a, uh, just a, a throwback Allen Iverson jersey, and then probably uh, like a, a John Starks jersey for sure, because was, that was like my guy growing up, you know, had that dunk, you know, dunked on pretty much the whole Chicago Bulls team. Yeah. Um, you know, so that was, that was my team growing up, the New York Knicks. So, John Starks, Jackie Robinson, and then AI. Perfect. What about, what, what are your favorite kicks to ball in? Hooping kicks? Um, damn. Hooping kicks? Probably, um, I, oh, I, I would go with the, the um, Penny Hardaway's. Penny Hardaway. I know they're, I, okay. I don't remember the exact the exact like uh ver- like version yeah, yeah, yeah. um nice. or exact sneaker but uh there's a specific one it has like the the has like the number one on like the back yeah, part yeah. of the tongue um yeah one of the yeah that one for sure Def- that's definitely a different answer i wasn't expecting that one yeah penny Hard- i wore those in college for about two years man and they were the most comfortable sneakers i've, I've had 
Gotcha. Well, <laughs> appreciate you coming on. And uh, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, um, so you can find me on, on Instagram at AIreland3, um, on Twitter at AIreland3LA, um, I'm on Facebook. Um, you can find the um, info on the Academy at a- AI3 Leadership Academy. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on uh, Twitter at AI3 Leader LLC. You know, we're on Facebook, like I said. Um, And you can find The Grind. You can find uh, the podcast information and updates at The Grind Podcast on on Instagram and on Facebook. So, yeah, those are are the outlets that, that that I have.